Live. Hello and welcome. This is Denise Michaels. I am here with Dr. Glenn B. Earl. And uh, today is Tuesday, May, it's the 24th or the 23rd? 24th. 24th. Okay. I had it right the first time. Anyway, how are you doing? I'm doing well, thank you. I, I think I've made some good physical progress and some good mental progress. Good. Well, let's talk about it. Tell me first about the mental progress. Um, this past week, there was a position open in my department where I work for a manager position. Okay. And the, the big boss comes in and says, it's going to be one of you three. Well, I'm not opening it up to anyone else. So we go, okay, well, I, so we I'm all sorry. I, did, I, didn't, I didn't hear the first part of your sentence. Could you repeat that? Sure. The boss said. So there was a. The boss said, it's going to be one of you three. I'm not opening it up to anyone else. Yeah. So we all three of us applied. Someone else got it. I didn't get it. So okay. I'm disappointed. I've talked to a number of people to help me reflect on it because that's how I work through things is talking. And it's like one person said, I'm so glad you didn't get that job. It would be a terrible fit for you because uh, that's not where you're going. So anyway... What it caused me to do, because it, it happened last Friday, so what it caused me, and I'm still working on it, but what it caused me to do is over the weekend, I have been really contemplative and reflective about where You've I am. You've been really I, contemplating what? I'm really contemplating where I am and where I want to be, where I want to go and what I'm doing, that sort of thing. And so right. I just, can, you turn the, can you turn your volume up or something? Uh, I've got it up all the way. Okay, hold on. Let me check my phone. My phone is off all the way, too. So, okay. All right. And I've got the speaker on. So. Okay, I've, I've turned off the speaker. Can you hear me okay. better now? Anyway, all right. All right. So You're I've been, reflecting. I've been very contemplative about where I'm going and that sort of thing. So I just really come have come away with this really renewed energy and focus about instead of worrying about trying to get plan B, focus on plan A, which is you know, coaching, speaking, writing away from Parkland. So anyway, so, I just feel I just feel very renewed about it. I feel very energized. I feel like I'm in a good place mentally and, and moving forward. So basically my commitment to myself is, Glenn, what are you going to do every single day? At least one thing that moves you forward with what you really want to do with plan A. So that's kind of where I am mentally. What would you – that's great. That's great. I want to acknowledge you. And – you know, it's funny because when you uh, said you didn't get it, I was like, well, yeah, of course, he's got other things going on, you know. But um, <laughs> what would you say was the big maybe aha or epiphany that got you to kind of like click the switch in your mind and see it differently and see what your plan A is? Well, I don't, I don't know that there was any one period of time or any one moment, I talked to about three, well, three people, a co-worker, a friend of mine, and someone else about this. And after the third one, it just really clicked and said, you know what, Glenn, focus on plan A. Why, would you, why do you want to focus on plan B? You don't want it anyway. And it's like I told my co-workers, if I get this position, which I may not, I may or may not, it's still not my end game. 
So right. So I just it, it for me I've I've shed this uh, you know focus on Plan B. I've, I've I've really kind of re-energized and renewed focusing on Plan A. So I feel very good about that. Good, good. I'm proud of you. That's wonderful. Yeah, that's 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 very exciting, and I can hear it in your voice too. I hear like a a renewed energy, you know, in your voice. So I, that's I, great. I, thank you, because I I really feel renewed. I really feel re-energized and refocused. So I'm feeling very good about that. Good, good. I'm happy to hear it. So tell me about the physical things. You said there were mental and sure. physical, and you know, we talked so about the mental first. Right. So the physical was was um, some of the I don't know what we call them assignments to dos or whatever. One was um, looking at web design and going through all of those sorts of things. And well, for me it was positive and less positive. Not that it was negative or bad. It's just as I got into it, it's like man, this is so overwhelming to me, and I really need to work with someone who. Wakes up in well, the that, that's totally what I got in the email that you sent me, yeah. you know, <laughs> right? Like, oh, my so, God, I looked at 27 million pictures. What do I do, you know? And, oh, my yeah. God, I looked up free pictures, and they're not really free, you know? Like, okay, yep, true. <laughs> so so that was, I mean, even though it was, it was quote, not, well, it's not that it wasn't positive, but it wasn't bad. The positive was, even though I got overwhelmed, I was like, first of all, I did it. So I can check that off and feel very good that, you know, we talked about an assignment for me. You said, here, do this. I agreed to do it. I did it. I followed through. So I feel very good about that. And two, okay. it was just reconfirmation that says, Glenn, you're really good at something, and you're not very good at this, and that's okay. Uh, there's people who love doing this as much as you don't like doing it. So that was just a reaffirmation for me. Um, right, you know, and and I think that's one of the things when I when I replied to your email that day mm-hmm, mm-hmm. is I said you know it's all a matter of trade offs, you know, right. and I only like paying people for the stuff that I really know I can't do, you know, uh-huh. like right. I mean if if I was, you know, super busy and at the top of the earnings chain for what I want to make and all of that. Right. If I knew that, you know, then I, in fact, I have. I, I end up delegating more things, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I'm like, okay, this, these three new clients say they're going to start with me next month, but you don't count the dollars until they're, you know, in your checking account kind of thing. So I think I'll do this myself rather than delegate it to somebody, you know. Mm-hmm. I can figure out what kind of pictures I want to look at. But I, I think there is a lot of truth to the idea that it's very, very easy to get overwhelmed in the world of the Internet because yes. the variety of choices out there are absolutely unlimited, you know. Mm-hmm. So um, did you decide, like, I'd rather just have a website guy just do the whole thing? And, and I, I would. Well, the only part I'm interested in helping with is the words. That are going to be the, off the pages. Yeah. And, yeah, and, the copy, you know, the rest I mean, of it, yeah, every, whatever, the rest of it is like, someone else do it. Yeah, well, and that that's the thing that the web designer does not do, you know. I mean, they are horrible at that most of the time. 
And, I mean, it's very, very rare to meet a uh, web designer that also does the writing piece. And the other thing is, is like whatever you come up with, you know, I'm going to go over it together with you and give you ideas Mm -hmm. and things like that if you want them, you know. So, anyway. Um, You're right. So, have you uh, talked with web designers or do you have, like, somebody who will put a uh, a website together for you or... You know, where are um, you at on that part of the journey? I have emailed and spoke with someone who does, makes, uh, creates uh, websites for coaches. So oh, I'm, websites I'm for coaches? Him. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And, and what, I mean, did they give you a quote or did they have just kind of like a package price or? Uh, it was kind of a package price. It's around $2,000. You know, and I've asked for some samples, and he's showed me some folks that, uh, you know, examples of their websites. And then I got a couple phone numbers, and I called a couple people and said, what is it like to work with him? Are you pleased? That sort of thing. So that was all positive. Okay. And they came back with good responses, good follow-up and all that? Right. Yeah, yeah. The the people who, this fellow's name is Ken, the people who can help, I talked to two of them, and both were very positive that the experience with Ken was very positive, you know, it's like good customer service plus a good uh, website. So what's, what's I have made a mistake. What's the last thing by any chance? If, if, I'll send it to you because I don't remember. I think it's S. It's last name starts with an S. But I'm happy. To, I'll go ahead okay. and uh, FaceTime or, 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 you know, send you a PM with his, with his name. And yeah, that's okay. That's okay. You know, there was one guy, um, uh, Kent, like you know, like Clark Kent, you know, with mm-hmm. a T on the end, and another one that was Ken, like Kenneth, and neither of them does the last name start with an F. So, you know, don't worry about it. Uh, you know, it sounds like you're doing your due diligence. You're kicking the tires. You're talking with referrals. I'm sure you probably looked at some of their websites. Yes. You know, to get a feel for them and. If you're happy with it and happy with the price, then, you know, more power to you. So. Yeah, I'm, I'm, the price is okay. I mean, and you're correct. I mean, someone like you or that, you know, and, and happy to pay for this, the pages and doing all the copying, the writing and stuff, you know, I can come up with the general ideas. And, and, and I know it's not true of everyone, but uh, it's true of millions of people, and I'm one of them. Is like I can help someone write about themselves, about them, but when I start writing about myself, it becomes more of a challenge. Right, right. So, so I will tell you something interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I went, I'm trying to remember, this is probably pretty close to the time that we last met. I went to, we get these massive, massive uh, conventions out here, you know, mm-hmm. Las Vegas, landed conventions, oh, yes. right? That's right, that's so, right. So a couple people had told me about this thing called the, uh, NAB, National Association of Broadcasters, you know, mm-hmm. and a couple of people were like, oh, Denise, I can't meet with you till next week because the NAB is in town, you know, meaning this big seminar. I'm like, hmm, this is interesting. And then I connect with a gal who's in my writer's group who um, is a publisher in Phoenix, and mm-hmm. she has said she got a free ticket to this thing, you know, and she couldn't mm-hmm. use it. She couldn't go. I said, gosh, I was thinking about going to that. Could you check and see if by any chance it's it's transferable, right? So she checked it was, and I went to the NAB, and I walked around uh, the convention center 
um, for, I'd say, about two hours connected and talked to some people. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, one of the people I talked to told me that within five years, 80% of the content on the Internet is going to be video. Really? Wow. Yeah. So, I mean, I had had numerous people. I mean, my website for, you know, helping people write books, mm-hmm. you know, was just released end of January. And my former website, which ended up crashing and burning and everything last year. But um, I had some I had some um, um, videos on for that, you know. So, at any rate, when this guy said that, I was like, wow, that's really something. And all I have is written copy on my website, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Now, I have a link. If somebody finds it, there's a link to this um, radio show that I did uh, over a year ago where the show host asked me a whole bunch of questions about, like, what is my process like for, you know, working with ghostwriting clients. And then he called me up the next morning and he said, I want to become your client, you know. Mm-hmm. So wow. at any rate, I mean, he kind of had an ulterior motive for asking all those questions because right. usually people don't ask about the process when you're on right. a radio show, you know, mm-hmm. with them. They're they're asking more about it more conceptually, like why is it a smart idea to write a book, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. So at any rate, you know, I mean, I've I've sent that link out to people and I've literally gotten clients just from having that audio link because people like that. But um, I don't know if you saw on uh, Facebook, I recorded these um, videos last Thursday, and then the guy who recorded them, yeah, then the guy who recorded them, he said to me, Denise, there's a hum in the background. Well, so we got to shoot him over again. Well, it's funny because when he came, I said, is the air conditioner going to be a problem? You know, no, no, Mm -hmm. it'll be fine. So, you know. (laughs) <laughs> so anyway, we reshot him yesterday. But the point of me telling you all of this is that video is very, very big, you know. Okay. And so I don't know how you feel about being shot on camera, you know. Um, but, I feel comfortable, though, the technical aspect. I don't have a clue. Well, I mean, that's the way the world is going. Now, mm-hmm. you know, I told the guy who shot it, I mean, he's not, I mean, video is not his primary expertise. His primary expertise mm-hmm. is radio, you know. Uh-huh. But just to kind of branch out, he started offering video services. And he's a good friend of me and Ernie's and, you know, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So at any rate, but he said, you know, Denise, he says, for your next batch, he said, if you wanted, we could set it up so it's kind of like an interview situation. And there's this voice that's coming from, you know, like you can't see and there you are mm-hmm. answering the questions on camera. Uh-huh. You know. Well, the nice thing about that, because I've been the person interviewing people, you know, mm-hmm. um, while the video is going or while, you know, the audio is going. The nice thing about that is you don't have to try to remember everything, you know. Right. It's like you can come up with a list of questions together so that the questions give you an opportunity to reveal what it is that you want to talk about, and right. then by the person asking you questions, which comes off like you're being interviewed, um, um, you know, you don't have to memorize it all, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's just, you know, you know your stuff, right? So if somebody asks right. you a question, you're going to know how to answer it, you know. Right, right. Right. 
So just mm-hmm. something to think about as you move forward with that is to make sure the website he's designing for you is going to be video friendly. Oh, okay, okay. You know, and uh, you may want to go, um, do you have a YouTube channel? Yes, and I've never used it. Okay, I have a YouTube channel. I probably have about two dozen videos on it, but I think the last one I shot was probably two, three years ago, you know, Mm -hmm. so it's not something I use on a regular basis. You know, it's funny because I can be in front of a room of hundreds of people and I'm not uncomfortable, but stick a camera there and I turn into a mush ball, you know. <laughs> so, anyway, but um, it's it's definitely worth thinking about okay. is, is the idea of video. And when you get to the point where you're starting to think about the words and stuff, what we could do is kind of come up with it. Um, do you know anyone who could shoot some video for you? Um, not off the top of my head, but I do know some people who are good at doing that. Uh, so right. I can, you know, to me, I could easily find someone here local that who will shoot it. Right, right. Yeah, mostly, mostly, out, yeah, and you got to have somebody local. I mean, mostly what I wanted is I wanted somebody who has a better camera than what's on a cell phone, you yes. know, right? And uh-huh. somebody who knows how to operate it and, has a tripod and you know because basically they're just turning it on and turning it off you know Uh right right so at any rate so just things I want you to think about Um, some of the other stuff that I've given you to do over the last few weeks like doing research on different health centers and stuff like that um, where are you at with that health centers yeah you know we were talking about sort of pinpointing health centers that are outside oh, oh, of Texas. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I haven't done anything with that. Okay. So um, you're feeling renewed. So mm-hmm. what, do you, what do you think that renewal means for you? Um, one thing is, is writing, and that's moving forward on getting the uh, – First, starting with Pulse articles put on LinkedIn. So that's the first uh, place in terms of writing that I want to do. It's on okay. Have, have you done any of that? I've got, I've, I've got three, like three, four um, outlines. I've written a draft of one. Okay. So why don't we talk about LinkedIn today? Because okay. that's a positive, proactive thing you can do. Hold on. Yeah. I just have to walk a few steps to get over to my computer. Okay. We'll do some LinkedIn training today. Okay. Okay. And and one thing I want us to do today is I want to kind of share with you where my head's at in terms of what I want to be doing, and I'd like you to provide some insight and feedback about that. Okay. All right. Let's talk about that. And because so, that's probably more fundamental than – than LinkedIn, but I think LinkedIn would be valuable as well. So well, tell, me, uh, tell me what so, you got cooking. So here, here, here's a couple things. You know, I felt a little uncomfortable like going out there, healthcare organizations, for whatever reason. And two is I'm working with this group who does, um, what do they call it? Basically, it's coaching groups. 
whether it's remote or, or uh, local. And okay. for me, for, for, for a number of different reasons, when it comes to coaching groups, it's like waking up and breathing. Coaching individuals, I feel more uncomfortable with. For, ah. you know, a number of things. So one is I'm working with this group, and it's, it's kind of a certification process, and, and, and this guy is like, how do you market and get, get the clients and stuff like that? So whether it's local or around the world, coaching groups, I don't have any angst with respect to my place with Parkland because they'll be like, um, you know, how, how entrepreneurs. What size, what size groups are we talking about? Well, there would range anywhere from like 10 to 20 people. Oh, you know, okay, pretty decent sized group. Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, basically, I don't know how much I'm going to charge, but this guy I'm working with, and he's working with lots of us, but the one who came up with us, it's like three to $5,000, you know, it's like for 12 months, and you have like, he says, he, when he does it, it uh, his name is Andrew. Andrew has like, he says, I have uh, between 20 and 24 people charge them $7,000, and we meet once a month for 12 months. So that's his model. And I don't, you know, my model doesn't have to be exactly like that, but that's kind of where I'm coming from. For me, it's the type okay, of once, system. Okay, once a month for 12 months? Once a month for 12 months, he charges $7,000 per person. Okay. And, and what so, are they supposed to get out of it? Like what's the, what are they supposed to help the person with? So it's, it's a very small niche. It's people who are emerging technology or emerging companies who want to sell the company or it's a company owner who wants to sell it. It's like the emerging company would go uh, public uh, and the other uh, – basically, it's people who want to transition their company from I own it to I want to sell it. Got it. Got and it. So okay. It's so a real small it's like they're talking about exit strategies and yes. stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. And that's exactly what it says. It's exit strategy slash succession planning. Got it. Yeah, that is a that is a tiny niche. Now, me, I can keep at that niche or I could go larger. Um like so well, one of the Well, let me let me ask you this. Um, what experience do you have in the niche of exit strategies for people looking to sell their business? Zero, and that's why I'm training and working with this fellow. Got it. Okay. Now, other types of groups have lots of experience. That, I mean, in, in terms of corporations, I have lots of experience in succession planning. So I believe, you know, a number of those skills will transfer over to an owner who wants to transition out of the uh, out of the business. Not everything, but a lot of those skills will transfer. Okay. So, like another group, I would I'm, I've I've worked with professionally, uh, personally consulted to are family-owned businesses. So it would be uh, family-owned businesses of kind of the same organizational stage and or revenue and, and working with those groups. So those are a couple of things, the ones that I'm thinking of. Well, so, do, you think so, you would, so, do you think you would enjoy that? Oh, I'll, absolutely, yeah, yeah. I, I have less trepidation and a lot more excitement about facilitating groups around an issue than 
sitting one-on-one with person. Because well, one-on-one, I mean, it's not that I'm not going to do it. It's like, well, I, I, inter- I incorrectly feel like I have to come up with something. When, when, when a good coach, they don't do that at all. They just ask a bunch of good questions. You know, it's, it's the client's responsibility to come up with stuff. Uh, right. Well, you know, I don't always agree with that strategy, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been I've been coaching. It's been my full time thing for mm-hmm. ten years now, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and I think that I think it's great when people come up with their own answers, you know. And I always start there. But there's a lot of places where people hire a coach because they're really looking for answers. And the reason right. they don't have it within themselves is because it's something they have no experience with. Right. Right. You know? So one one of the things I'm looking oh, at... I know, I know in classic, you know, Coach Federation style right. coaching, that's right. what they want you to do is just ask questions and not give any direction or anything. Right, right. And I'll, I'll admit, I don't agree with that 100% because like you say, sometimes that's why you're sitting in front of them. <laughs> they want some help with direction. Um, right. So anyway, so one is like, you know, would it be better for me or, or you know, focus on individual or group? Um, you know, that, that that's kind of the, the thought process I, I'm trying to narrow down. Uh, aside from doing these other things, it's like, okay, um, where, Glenn, do you believe would be the easiest, quickest, fastest for you to have success in coaching? And if I was to stack individual with um, group, I'd say group. If I would say healthcare versus non-healthcare, right now I would say non-healthcare, simply because I work in healthcare and I still have trepidation about that. And I spent 20 years as a consultant to businesses and small business corporations and small executives and small business owners. So working with small business owners, I've done a number of consulting here in Dallas. So that group. I don't have any angst about it at all because it's not associated with healthcare in any way, shape, or form. And I've right it- now, you're in this you're in this program that's teaching you how to do coaching around exit strategies for business owners. Correct. Okay. Are they going to give you any guidance and direction on where you find these people? Yes. So one is what's content of here's what you do. And two is this guy's a, in my estimation, genius, if not as brilliant and successful at the very least, of where and how to uh, get clients. That's okay. part of the process. Good. Good, good. All right. All right. And you feel, um, and, and you like this focus. I mean, this sounds good to you. Yeah, it does. Okay. And how long will you be in this program? It's, uh, I've been in it for a month, there'll be another month. So it's like once a week we uh, have training. Okay, all right, good. And what did you, what did you learn on the most recent, what are you, calling in or? Right, calling in and then, you know, if it's taped then we can listen. Is that the most recent in terms of the individuals is that they have, this kind of reconfirms my own experience, but I learned that we talked about it this the past time is regardless of who the individual is, they have real ambivalent feelings, in particular small business owners, because it's like their baby. 
and they don't sure, want to give it sure. up. So, so the process, what we dealt with was how do we as the coach help them work through that ambivalent feeling of succession planning, whether you sell it or, you know, your kids take over or whatever. Okay. All right. Cool. Cool beans. So, so, so for me, it is like, I'm feel, this is how I'm feeling right now. And, and one is I'm, I'm cautionary about it because it's like, I don't want this to be another excuse not to do something. That's one part of it. The other part of it is where I'm most excited. I'm most excited about coaching groups. I'm most excited about coaching small business owners. Right. right. I feel the most okay. comfortable in terms of my employment at Parkland. Those two things, they'll never – they're different universes, and they'll never interact with each other. Right. So they're not um, – um, what is it about working with small business owners that you're excited about? A couple things. One, I've done it for 20 years, so I know the people. Uh, it's like sometimes people talk about, well, the money. Well, having worked with them for 20 years, I know, have, I know they have the money. I've been to their house. <laughs> I know how much money they make because they tell me. I mean, gross revenues. So that's never an issue. It's, it's, it's helping them understand that someone like me can help them get to the next level. That's usually what it is. Well, my experience in, in working with small business owners, the two biggest issues are how do I get to the next level and how do I have a life with my family? Uh, right, because they so, never have. Anyway, so, so the excitement is I've been there, meaning, meaning I've worked with them for such a long time, that type of individual. The, you know, the entrepreneurial spirit, they've made something of themselves. They're exciting. They're dynamic individuals. They're not slugs. You know, they're highly successful, you know, that sort of thing. So just working with those type of people, in my experience, has just been very positive. Right. Right. Okay. All right. Good. Good. Well, um, how much longer, like, what about your exit strategy with Parkland? What do you want to do about that? Well, here's my decision is, it's going to take longer, longer to explain than it needs to be because July 11th is five years. However, if you've taken any um, time off, I don't mean by like PTO, but um, short-term disability because I, since I've been there, I've had like three surgeries. So each of those are about like a month or a month and a half. So I have to add mm-hmm. that on. So that would be the, August, September, to October. Yeah, right. And which means now we're in the new calendar year because, or excuse me, we were in the new fiscal year because we're a government, so October 1st. And then everyone gets their merit increase, which is the first paycheck in January. So my commitment to myself is come January 1st, 2017, I'll have my merit increase. I'll have more than five years, like five years and like three months or something. Now it's like, this is what I believe is going to happen. I believe that this weight, like this, this, this chain or this ball and chain will just kind of dissipate and I'll feel better and, and I can go out and start moving ahead with a sense of freedom that I haven't felt before because after all is said and done, regardless of how I leave Parkland, I am vested and by law and by policy, I get all that money. Right. 
Have you talked with your family about this? Yes. Okay. And they're on board? They're supportive? Uh, not, they're less. Your known. wife and all that? Yes. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. They are or they're not supportive? My wife is not supportive. Yeah, I know. You told me that once before. I'm sorry to hear that. So, anyway. Um, does she work outside the home? Yes, she does. She's in the same field I am, human resources. Oh. oh, okay. And she works at a hospital. She's a recruiter for a hospital. Oh, okay. So she's uh, so we do the same in the thing same, but, but different. Yeah. yeah, we're in human resources working in healthcare. She's in recruiting. Wow. I'm in training. Okay. Well, good. Good, good. All right. Well, you sound excited about it. I am, and that's, that's why I'm saying it's like, this is the best I've felt in months. I mean, mentally. I have a feeling that when we started working together, you know, here I was, you know, like steering you in this direction towards, well, you've already done healthcare for all this time. Why not mm-hmm. work with other organizations that don't have this set up? And mm-hmm. I think that really kind of like shook some things loose. I don't know. What do you think? Oh, I think absolutely. Because at the end of the day, well, it really pushed me backwards for a moment. You're right. Uh-huh. A bunch of things loose and helped me to clarify what I can do in the short term. And I'm, and I'm thinking six months as the short term. Because I don't know when I'm going to leave Parkland. I just know that come January 1st, I'm going to be I don't have a focused, concentrated effort in leaving in a very positive way. Mm-hmm. And the day I'm done with Parkland is that very next morning I'm going to start doing focusing on uh, uh, reaching out to look to do co- uh, coaching and healthcare. Because one of the positive things that happened with me not getting the job, there was an opportunity because of the, so there's this manager. There's a couple of people like me we're called OD consultants. So mm-hmm. the manager and the, sup- and, and the two people who are going to report to him, they're going to work with supervisors and managers. However, they're taking this one position and, and saying, this one, one OD consultant is going to focus on the uh, senior managers and executives. And so I said, if I don't have the manager position, I would like that position. And so they said, you're not the manager. Well, they said, you know, Anthony has, is the manager, and uh, we'd like you to have, have this uh, position where you're working with um, senior managers. So it's like, well, that's exactly what I want to be doing. My job is to coach senior managers. It's like, yippee. So that, in that respect, it's a huge win for me because that behavior that Parkland and my bosses are now saying that this is, I'm trying to think of the right word, those sort, the activity that they have now certified as correct and right and I can do legitimate. It's now legitimate behavior that they expect me to do. That's exactly what I want to be doing. Coaching senior managers because it's like VP and above. VP, you know, right. So anyway, so basically what they've given me is what I want to be doing on my own, coaching executives and health. Sure. Like, so, sure. so in that way, huge win. So, so it was the right direction. It was just the wrong timing. Yes, yes. Because okay. one of the things I'm really going to focus on is when I'm not with Parkland, aside from the executives, is coaching physicians because they're a they're a hot mess. And they as are I work how, with, how is that so? How are they a hot mess? Okay, so 
And when I worked, they got the whole day. God complex going on, and now they don't because they're going to retire. And actually, there's there's two or three things. Now at Parkland, we have 200 physicians who are um, employed. We have about 1,500 or a thousand or 800 or something mm-hmm. like that who are like associated with the medical school. They're like residents, med students, that sort of thing. Uh huh. So. I'm not talking about, well, basically here's, here's the th- three or four characteristics about why physicians are a hot mess. One is they're stressed out to the gills. I mean, the, what, whether you have your own clinic or being an employee, the amount of stress that you have is just crazy. Number two is they're very, are, they're very good at what they do, and their social skills are absolutely miserable. So they are always in conflict with everyone else. Not the third. <laughs> well, they are assholes, but if they don't wake up and say, I'm going to be an asshole today, they just do it because it's like, I'm the doctor and you have to listen to me because I went to school and et cetera, et cetera. So, yeah, they, yeah, they have huge, huge issues. And so now, you know, at some point in time, I'll get off my, uh, my this direction in just a second. So yeah, the way okay. that, the way that healthcare is going, within another four or five years, the vast majority of physicians will be employees as opposed to independent and they have their own clinics. Now, those right. who are independent and have their own clinics, there's always going to be that. But the percentages is almost going to flip. Now, some people say as much as 80% will be employees. Some will say as many as 50% will be employees. But regardless of the amount, it's going to be hugely different. You know, because there's lots of reasons why people don't want to have their own business as a physician anymore, you know, lawsuits, et cetera, et cetera. So anyway, so basically healthcare organizations, you know, hospitals and healthcare systems, they have to do a much better job because now these physicians are their employees. And the way that healthcare systems are growing is they're, they're connecting at a a contractual organizational level, not as an employee, but as business partners. So now, mm-hmm. so the, that, that creates a whole other set of issues. You've got this doctor who acts like a jerk, and now he's your business partner. You know, so now you have a whole So that's the reason why I want to focus on uh, physicians, because I've worked with them. I know who they are. And when I talk to our CMO, he says, Glenn, we really need your help, because these people are just a mess. We can't get them to come. We can't get them to stay. Uh, and I have troubles with them all the time. Huh. And that's fascinating. Yeah. yeah. Now, do you enjoy working with doctors? Yes, and here's the reason why. One is one thing about Glenn is I never back down from the fact that I have a Ph.D. in psychology. So no, one, you shouldn't. No. So whenever the doctors will say, hey, I'm Dr. Smith. Well, hey, I'm Dr. Earl. So now that we know we're both doctors, let's get to the task at hand. So it's, it, it, it's, it's, and I do it on purpose because I know why they're doing it. It's like a psychological one-up. Well, they can't one-up. Right, right, right. And two, just a small note that most people don't know, but I, I feel I, I share it with doctors all the time. The type of program I went to, which is an APA, American Psychological Association, approved psychology program, is harder to get into than medical school. The top three are vet school. APA approved psychology and med school. So it's harder for me to get into my program than any medical student to get into any medical program in the country. Huh. So 
And I'm always happy to share that with them. <laughs> so I don't take a back seat to those people. Yeah, well, no, you shouldn't. You shouldn't. So, hmm. interesting. Well, I think that I, I love your energy. I mean, you are just like charged up. I'm loving it, you know? Thank you. Thank you. It's, I am too. It really yeah. feels good. It's very exciting. Now, as you've been talking, I was glancing over your LinkedIn page. Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, are you open to talking about LinkedIn? Sure, sure. Okay. You want me to get on my uh, uh, Yeah, if it's handy. Room. If it's handy, sure. if you're able to get on, on your laptop. Just a second. I have to move to another room, but I can do that. I'm moving right now. It'll take me a minute, but... One second. I'm almost in front of the computer. Okay, I'm firing up the computer now. You know what? I had a I had a client who was a psychiatrist. Uh-huh. A New York City psychiatrist. But he was a young guy. He was like thirty three, thirty four years old. Uh-huh. And he was he was a breeze to work with. He was great. You know, and some are. Yeah, yeah, but but maybe he just wasn't like old enough and had been in it long enough to turn to turn into a jerk. You know. Yeah. So anyway, his wife was a cardiologist. Mm. So talk about a power jerk. couple. Yeah. You know. My computer's warming up. Are you at home right now or at your office? No, I'm at home. Okay. Okay. Yeah, so, well, I mean, I'm seeing, what is what does PHR stand for? Uh, it's for human resources. It's professional of human, human resources. Resource. Yeah, it's okay. a certification designation that HR organizations, companies expect you to have. Okay. So right now, does your um, LinkedIn profile need to remain focused on Parkway, Parkland? Um, no, I think I can, I believe that I can and want to uh, make it more generic or make it more something else. Okay. Because I'm, op- I'm open to uh, revising it. Okay. Because I get, yeah. a, I get a lot of, I get a lot of leads through LinkedIn. And you're the and person that says that. That, that I have two friends, one's a coach and one's a marketing researcher, and they said most of their clients come through LinkedIn. Yeah, yeah. I get a lot. I mean, you came through Facebook, but I get a lot of leads through LinkedIn. So it's like I did a – I went attended a seminar on LinkedIn. This would be two years ago. And mm-hmm. when I made the changes to my profile, within like 12 hours, I started getting leads on LinkedIn. Wow. Yeah, I mean, it was really, really stunning. So there's okay. a picture. It looks like kind of a mountain range in the background. Yes. On your profile. 
Tell me what that represents to you. Uh, to me, it's, it's kind of blurry a little bit. Yeah, it, it's it actually it's a, it's a picture with a mountain picture with a lake and trees. So I just like the colors. I like the outdoors. I like mountains. Okay, so marketing is not about you. Marketing is about your customers. Okay. Okay, so maybe they like mountains and trees and stuff too. Mm-hmm. All right, but we don't know that, you right. know. So everything needs to be focused on what an ideal customer wants. Now, do you like the idea of focusing this towards working with doctors or the exit strategies with business owners? I'd like it more focused on um, coaching business owners. Okay. Because, like, let's say I'm I'm looking at, and I know you're still pulling this up as we're talking. I got it. I'm up now. Okay, good. So, like, I'm looking at the first line underneath your name. It says, I, I help leaders who want to make a difference, you know. Now, mm-hmm. if they're looking to sell their business, okay, they are, um, you know, they've already made a difference, you know. Right. Now they're, you know. I help leaders um, looking for the best exit strategies so they can live their, you know, enjoy the rest of their life, something like mm-hmm. that, okay? okay? So what I want you to do is I want you to go to my profile, and I'm going to kind of walk you through. Wait a second. All right, so it's Denise, and then I use my middle initial M, and then the last name Michaels. Denise M. Michaels, the world is editing, is waiting for your book. Right. So that's like my little tagline. Okay. We need to connect. But anyway, go ahead. Okay. <laughs> I like your I mean, yeah, it would be a good idea for us to come up with a tagline, and I kind of have like a process for that, you know. Okay. Um, right. I mean, mm-hmm. actually, I heard, I don't know if you've ever heard of Barbara DeAngelis. She's been like a personal growth author for 20 years. I know the name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, I was at a I was at an event and she was speaking and she's on front of the platform and she says the world is waiting for your words. She says the world and she mm-hmm. says it over again like three times to have like big effect. And I said, mm-hmm. no, the world is waiting for your book, you know. And mm-hmm. just, you know, right. So at any rate, and then see how I have like those little um, little triangle things that right. point. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, if you use those, what it does is it kind of grabs the eyeball. It's kind of a visual thing, okay. you know. So we're going to come up with a tagline probably in our next meeting if you'd like. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then I have a title. You know, I, I have two titles. I'm a ghostwriter and I'm a book coach. Okay. For aspiring authors of, and then I did another little little triangle there, how-to personal growth books. Now, when I was in this seminar, I said, well, how do I get it to do a little triangle like that, you know? And she said, just mm-hmm. copy and paste it from mine. Mm-hmm. Okay. But that's what I did. I just copied and pasted it. Okay. okay. Now, i got to get it to open up. There we go. Let's see. 
So, and then you see I have a business name, um, previous, you know, I got my book, worked with Robert Allen, all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, mm-hmm. scroll down to my summary. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I want you to look at the first paragraph. All right. Now, the the um, the stuff here, Denise Michaels, Ghostwriter, Book Coach, The World is Waiting for Your Book, blah, blah, blah. That, I think that kind of shows up automatically. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then um, yeah, I put the phone number in there because I want people to be able to call me. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then it kind of goes into the actual summary. All right. Okay. And you will see that this summary is basically a history. All right. One, mm-hmm. two, three, four, five. A history in five lines. Okay. Okay. And you start with something emotionally compelling that was a passion for you when you were young and it's a passion for you still now. All right. Like one of the things that we talked about in our last conversation is you said you're really good at, like, assessing and making recommendations and stuff like that. hmm Okay. So you might say something like, you know, since I was a kid in school, you know, I loved reading people. And you might put the words reading people in quotation marks or something mm-hmm. like that. hmm Right? You mm-hmm. know, um, my... My passion for understanding and helping people, and this is on the recording, I'll send you the link. My passion okay. for understanding and helped me, helping people led to me getting my PhD in, what did you say it was, organizational mm-hmm. psychology or something like yeah. that? Mm-hmm. Okay. It's why I love helping people, blah, blah, blah. Okay. Okay, and then you can kind of step back again, and I put this thing for seven and a half years. I worked as a marketing da 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 da. You know, so you could say for five years now I've worked with um, you know major healthcare providers, or you know as an executive coach. Mm-hmm. You know, something like that. Okay. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. All right. Now. So that's going to be five lines long. Okay. Okay? Now, your next paragraph, and you notice we got lots of short paragraphs here because, right. you know, white space, like, helps people move through the copy faster. Okay. Okay? So your next paragraph is three lines long. In fact, the rest of them are three lines long. Okay. Okay. And so it's tougher for you to brag on yourself than for somebody else to brag on yourself. Mm-hmm. So think about four positive words that people you work with and your friends say about you. Okay. So what would be four, you know, a few positive words? Um, passionate. High energy, 
real knowledgeable. Highly knowledgeable. Yeah, and good at influencing people, working with people. Okay, a positive influence on people. Yeah. Right. Only instead of enthusiastic, those are words that come up all the time. Yeah. High energy. Okay. So the thing is, is that if, if you if you look at words like you know, there's there's kind of like a crossover, and this is my writing coach coming up right now for just thirty okay. seconds. But okay. if you look at words like high energy, enthusiastic, and passionate, they're all you know. There's a lot of sort of crossover in those words in terms of their definitions. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. You know. So it's like. When when someone reads, you know, three out of four words is high energy, passionate, enthusiastic, they go, wow, this person's going to be bouncing off the walls. Right. <laughs> right? So uh-huh. you look at, you know, the four words that I have here, mm-hmm. inspiring, enthusiastic, bold, and confident. Okay? Now, you could say bold and confident are kind of similar, but they're not. Like, you couldn't layer them one on top of the other and say they're basically the same thing. Right. Okay? So think about four words that represent four aspects of you. All right. Okay? Mm -hmm. You know? So, like, I like enthusiastic. I think passionate has kind of been done to death. Right. Right? So enthusiastic. Um, You know, I think wise, you know, is sort of like just a a shorter, more brief way of saying Mm -hmm. highly knowledgeable. Right. So you'll come up with your four words. Okay. Okay. And um, And then what do you do here? Okay. So this is this next, you know, next two sentences here in this short three-line paragraph. I support you through authoring your how-to and personal growth book with creativity, knowledge, and kindness. So those are like three more characteristics mm-hmm. about me, right? Right. Okay. So we haven't repeated ourselves too much here. Right. Okay. So... You know, and then, you know, sort of the result is it's about writing a book. So the result is emotionally compelling, creates no like and trust, blah, blah, blah. So this is sort of like a result sentence. Like what are the results of working okay. with Glenn, Dr. Glenn B. Earl? Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, you'll see the next ones, they have that little triangle there, the next paragraph. Correct. And, mm-hmm. again, it's just to grab the eyeballs and keep them reading. Okay. All right. And then it's like, what would you say is, like, a really common problem for this group of people? And I think you said it to me a few minutes ago. You say, are you having a hard time, you know, um, releasing your business and following through with your exit strategy? Right. Right? Right. Okay. And then I put sort of a, a, a statistic in here. I know I this, this came out of some math I did in my head. I can't remember at the moment. But over 78% of aspiring authors get stuck and never finish 
okay? Mm-hmm. And then what you want them to do is read, like, what are you missing out on by not doing this? Okay. Okay? So that's what that next sentence is. What are you missing out on by not doing this? All right? And then we go back to benefits again. With me as your ghostwriter, you focus on your business and blah, 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 blah. All right. Okay. And then the next paragraph is like, what do you stand to lose if you don't work with me? All right. I've known people who spent a whopping blah, 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 blah to make their book a bestseller before spending that big dollars like that. Call me. Okay. You know? Uh, you know, so for you, it might be like, you know, before selling your business to the wrong person, let's talk. Okay. I'll help you get from what to what. I'll help you go from stuck to free and able to spend the rest of your life the way you want or something like that. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. This next paragraph is sort of some accolades about me. That's uh-huh. one. Okay. Yeah. Okay, yeah, that's got a little triangle. You know, three lines. You know, for me, it's like, yeah, I've done this too, right? Right, right. Okay, it's success was due to how it was written and a solid marketing plan. It goes through many successful books and will help you. All right? So... The last one is if you, this is sort of like an if-when. Okay. Okay. If-when statement, okay, or if-I-can statement. So if you recognize it's time to do blah, 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 you know, it's time to, you know, really put into action your exit strategy and move forward but you've been getting in your own way, I can help. Okay. Okay. And then this last one, you're sort of like calling out to whoever their ideal, whoever your ideal client is. All right. Right? So Mm -hmm. it's like entrepreneurs, successful business owners, Right? Mm-hmm. You're the ones I want. Okay, okay. Makes sense? Mm-hmm. Okay. So how do you feel about that? I feel very good about that. Yeah, that I really like the way you set that up. And I can basically use that as a template to write mine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and... and Again, I mean, I didn't dream this up. I learned it from, you know, this uh, seminar that I went to um, mm-hmm. almost two years ago, you know. And okay. it's really kind of a formula. Now, if you scroll down, you'll kind of see some pictures. I'll say that last sentence again. I switched phone to my other ear. What's that? If it say that last sentence again, I was switching my phone to the other ear. 
Yeah, if you scroll down, you're going to see some pictures. Yeah. Okay. And those are some of the same pictures I have on my website. So okay. the idea is it's congruent. You know, okay. it's like they're going to see the same thing. So there's a congruent thing. So um, let's see. How would you see my articles? Oh, okay. If you see posts. This is like above the summary? Yes, I see those. Okay. So there's a picture of a guy with gray hair and a blue shirt on that says, How Trump Uses Controversy and Confrontation. Click on that. Okay. Okay. Now, are you comfortable with how you type in this? Have you figured that out yet? Um. Basically, I, I can paste it. Yeah. You, basically, you what? Cut and paste it. Meaning, cut I wrote paste. the article in Word and then cut and paste it and put it in the pulse. So it's right okay. now it's at a draft stage. Okay. So what I typically do is I write the article in here. Okay. You know, but you can do it either way. Okay. And I try to have pictures of either my... um target market, you know, here we okay. see a guy who looks like he's maybe in his 50s or something like that, uh-huh. okay, or um, sometimes I have, like, nature kinds of pictures, you know, outdoors, mm-hmm. and other times I have very attractive women, but okay. classy okay. and professional looking, mm-hmm. you know, because men like looking at pictures of women, right? right. <laughs> so, you know, they do. You know, all right? Uh-huh. So if you scroll all the way down to the bottom of the article. Okay, I'm scrolling. All right. Okay, and you'll see my logo on the left. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you'll see this is called a little, you know, it's like a, what, two or three sentence bio. This is like, right. it's called a mini bio. Okay. All right. Denise is a ghostwriter, book coach, she helps CEOs, blah, 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 blah. To contact her, click here now. All right? And that takes you to my website. Okay. Okay. So what you can do is you can put everything in here except where it says click here now. It would go to, like, your email address, you know? Okay. And then once mm-hmm. your website is done, whatever you've typed in here for this, um, you know, you can change it to your web address rather than oh, the email address. After, you pu- after I publish it later on, I could go back and change that link. What's that? I was clarifying that after that's published sometime later, I could come back and change that link to go to a website as opposed to an email exactly. address. Oh, exactly. Okay. Okay. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so I keep them about this length. You know, they okay. could be a little bit shorter, but you can see it got 43 views. And, and any time that you can use something that's kind of in the headla- headlines and kind mm-hmm. of piggyback off of it, mm-hmm. you end up getting more views. Okay. Okay? Mm-hmm. So it's like what I want you to do is when you watch the news, do you watch news at all? Yes, I do. Okay. So when you watch the news, I'm not asking you to get addicted to news or anything, 
But when right. you do watch news, mm-hmm. what I want you to do is think, you know, just when you first hear, like, the first couple sentences of the story, you know, is there any way that this might tie into my business or problems my clients or my future clients are having or anything like that? Well, if it's a story about, you know, like ISIS and Afghanistan and stuff, well, no, right. of course not, you know. But if there's a story about a business owner and he sold his business and something went horrible or whatever, you know, it's like, yeah, it might be, you know. So, mm-hmm. anyway. Okay. So, is this helpful today? Oh, this is very helpful. Okay. All right. Yeah, and um, I'll, I'll send you um, in a few hours or tomorrow morning, I'll send you the link to okay. the um, recording. So that means okay. you can go through it again if you weren't able to, you know, yes. take yes. notes or anything. So, okay. Anyway. That's very, very helpful. Yeah. So what did you learn today? Um, I learned that on the small part, and it's, it's all very important and critical, that when writing about myself or this exercise of LinkedIn summary or other places, be succinct, choose three or four words, small paragraphs, sentences, you know, so that whole writing outline of how to do it better than what I'm doing uh, right. is, is, is very valuable for me. Um, the, the process of, of, you know, what to write and how to write with a Pulse article, that was uh, very beneficial. Uh, the fact that you listened to me and I could kind of share where I am mentally, because uh, once again, it helped solidify even more uh, what I want to focus on, uh, which is groups and small businesses right now, because I have a real ease and, and, and uh, confidence and experience with those, and I can do that uh, while I'm still at Parkland. So uh, so th- that clarification and, and um, solidification is, is, is very good for me. Okay, good. Well, I know that I'm the kind of person where when I talk things out, it really helps me kind of like wrap my brain around it, you know. Mm-hmm. But but the other thing is, is that if I'm going to be supporting your goals, I need to know what they are. And yes. if they shift or change or something, right, uh-huh. I need, you know, I need to know what they are. So that was valuable for me too. And I'm glad it was good for you in helping you kind of like firm up where you're going and what you want to do and all those good things. So anyway. Yes, yes. Right. So should we schedule our next call together? Yes. Okay, good. I am looking at June, either Monday the 6th or Tuesday the 7th. Either one of those days are good for me. Okay. Whatever works best for you. Okay. Let's go with... Tuesday the 7th. Oh, no. Uh, yeah, Tuesday the 7th. That's good. Is this still a good time? Yep. Yep, it's a perfect time for me. Okay, good. Good. Uh, G-L-E-N, Earl, and four thirty. done. Done. Save. Okie dokie. You are in there, sir. And hey, this you know, has been you, a great sent session. That, you sent me that email before. I was really glad that you sent it to me so mm-hmm. that I could help clarify some things 
rather mm-hmm. than you like walking around feeling confused. So uh, I'm glad you know, I did too. So thanks for responding well. Good, good. All right, all right. Well, enjoy the rest of your evening, Thank and you. You I I will talk to you in a couple of weeks. Hey, good enough. Thanks a lot. We'll see you. Okay. Bye bye. All right. Thanks, Glenn. Take care. Thank you.